0: Welcome to The Political Notebook. I'm Billy Robb, the high school teacher. And I'm Robert Robb, an editorial columnist for the Arizona Republic and Billy's
1: dad. We're recording this on a Wednesday, so I'm wearing my red shirt for hashtag Red for Ed. And we're going to talk about the growing teacher movement here in Arizona, the demands that have been made, and how things may play out from here. So last week... There was a lot of action on Wednesday a week ago. Thousands of teachers and educators turned up at the Capitol here in Phoenix uh, to march and make some demands, and I was there along with another colleague from my school where uh, we teach at a charter school in South Phoenix. And there was a lot of energy and enthusiasm. People were excited. It's almost like a festival atmosphere. And uh, the main event on stage, uh, there were speeches, And the speeches included reps of uh, Save Our Schools, which is a grassroots group formed last year to oppose uh, the expansion of vouchers. There was the Parent Teachers Association. uh, There was the AEA, which is the teachers union here. And then finally, the reps of the Red for Ed teacher leaders uh, stood up and made their demands, which included no tax cuts uh, until funding uh, is fully restored to the pre-recession levels in 2008 they also demanded a 20 percent raise for all educators not just teachers but school employees as well and uh, there's been growing talks of uh, of walkouts if these are not met by the end of the legislative session so question uh If these demands get met, what what channel, what practical things would have to go through? So I guess what are the sequence of events that is most likely that you see of getting these demands met? I continue
0: to believe uh, that no strike, no amount of pressure will uh, cause this governor and this legislature Uh, to pass a tax increase, and a tax increase would be necessary to meet the funding demands uh, that were uh, put forth. So I continue to believe quite strongly that the only way uh, to get the resources uh, to get teachers a 20% increase uh, and restore funding for the K-12 uh, system uh, to pre-recession levels is through an initiative. Uh, I have read of threats of an initiative for this November's ballot. I don't think that's practical. I don't think there's the time available uh, to gather the signatures to do that. So I think you're looking at 2020. 2020. Um, But I do believe that uh, while it would be difficult, particularly if Ducey is reelected and decides to fight such a tax increase initiative vigorously, uh, it would be a daunting political task. Uh, But I don't believe that it's an impossible one. I believe it is the most practical and possibly the only path to achieving the kind of increases in funding for the K twelve system uh, that I think uh, they ought to have, and to meet the markers that the Red Fred uh, uh, movement uh, has established. So, to me, you want to be aiming at that, and not doing things in the interim uh, that
1: put that at jeopardy. I think the the feeling of urgency that the teachers' movement feels is kind of a kind of a timing thing of strike while the iron is hot a little bit while this is in the national news, while we're seeing, we've seen a successful strike in West Virginia. We're seeing an ongoing strike right now in Oklahoma. We've heard about other States perhaps organizing. So it's almost feels like a little bit of a now or never. We got the momentum. Why not do that? But you think, uh, I mean, let's, let's say even, let's say the teachers do strike and, uh, schools are are totally shut down even that in would not bring in Republicans to say we got to do something to you know remedy the situation how is how is the public gonna fall do you think um, I if the teachers uh, make that happen I do
0: not think it will induce uh, this governor and this legislature to pass a tax increase by a two-thirds vote, and it requires a three-quarters vote to overcome a gubernatorial veto. I just don't see that in the cards. I think you'll have a um, stalemate, a um, staring contest that no one wins. Uh, I think the reaction to a strike in Arizona, particularly if it is prolonged, would be highly negative uh, and would jeopardize the chances of successfully passing a um, tax increase initiative in 2020. Now, I can understand the frustration that teachers feel, uh, and it's certainly the case that from their perspective in these goals that have been outlined, a Democratic governor would be better than the current incumbent. Uh, Doug Ducey Um, there are all sorts of productive ways to channel that energy to get uh, from their perspective and again this isn't a course of action that I'm endorsing or advocating but from their perspective uh, maximizing the chances of a democratic governor getting elected in 2018 Passing a tax increase in 2020 with the support of the governor rather than the opposition of the governor would be far easier. Seeing if you can get more Democrats elected to the state legislature. So there are productive things you could do now uh, from their perspective that would increase the odds of achieving their goals. And it is not too early to begin doing the organizing that would be necessary to be a grassroots force to pass uh, petitions, to organize uh, grassroots activity uh, and advocacy um, for what I think will be the big battle, uh, which is a tax increase initiative in 2020. So, so that's, the, that's part of my frustration. I can see all sorts of things where you could channel this energy into ways that make achieving the goal more likely, and instead I see the movement going in directions that, in my judgment,
1: makes uh, achieving the goal less likely. I know that for a lot of teachers, they feel like their backs against the wall a little bit. I've heard I've heard people say this in different forums that, like, we've been kind of. Struggling through this for a very long time, and it's it's our job to you know to teach and to educate, and it's the lawmakers' job to provide adequate uh, resources for us uh, to do that educating. So I think maybe the kind of the feeling is it shouldn't be up to us to write the laws and then wait and then wait two years when teachers are already fleeing the classroom uh, when uh, it's, it's hard to get. New teachers to sign up. There, there are uh, there are gaps in jobs, so I, I guess I understand that those that those might be more more practical, given um, you know the stubbornness that they would you know they would uh, that you could interpret on the Republican lawmakers. But why not just say? I mean, I mean what if uh, what if the resist? What if the the mounting resistance got the support of the public, and what if uh, you know? Tim Stellar, a columnist for the Tucson Daily Star, uh, wrote that, well, what if charter schools got on board? So what if we had uh, districts and charters and the public support? Um, Is there any, I guess, is there any likelihood at all that the Republicans would bend um, in that scenario? I believe the answer is No.
0: Um, You only need 20 Republicans in the House and 11 Republicans in the Senate um, to say no because it requires a two-thirds vote to enact a tax increase. And there are more than that number of Republicans in bulletproof safe districts uh, where the people who will elect them uh, would vigorously oppose um, a tax increase of any kind, at any time. Uh, These are delicate political shores. But it also, and I know that the movement discounts this, there is more money um, flowing into K-12 education. Uh, Prop 123 uh, generated $300 million or so in additional funding. Um, The governor's budget, Uh, makes a big contribution to uh, trying to replenish the additional district assistance uh, pool, uh, $100 million. Um, That leaves us far short of getting back to pre-recession levels, which I do believe is what the objective should be. So I'm not discounting the need, and the desirability uh, for a tax increase to do the two big things that the movement has identified Mm -hmm. 20% raise restoration to uh, pre-recession levels. But things are going to get better. They've gotten better. They're going to get better yet with what the legislature is going to do out of existing funds. And I've been wrong about politics in the past. Um, I've been wrong recently about politics (laughs) when it comes to the 2016 presidential election. Uh, But I do not believe that the public will support a uh, teacher strike in Arizona. And I don't think, even if they did, uh, because of the numbers involved, uh, that it would make a difference at, the legislature, and and Wilson. We'll I mean, it seems to me that the movement is um, headed towards a strike, uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Oklahoma. Everybody is on kind of a sugar high um, from what happened in West Virginia. Uh, it doesn't seem to be going the same way in Oklahoma, um, so maybe that will be my hope. Uh, something that chills it. And causes the energy to be directed into activities that I think make the gold closer um, rather than jeopardize the ability to achieve it at all. Now, that doesn't, that's not to discount the sense of frustration. And particularly for one-income families, uh, the inadequacy of existing resources and the fact that it's a hard ask to say, endure this for another two right. years and put all your energy into solving it then. I understand yeah. that frustration. Yeah. Um, but my frustration is I see a path to success, mm-hmm. and I see the possibility of jeopardizing that path without accomplishing anything.
1: Yeah, and that, that good, reminds me going back to a, a few podcasts ago where we – still talking about you know the possibility of 301 passing and, and that being a, uh, a possible success now now it is a success about saying it's it's tough to stay patient when you've got this momentum you got this you know it's exciting show up these rallies uh, be on these Facebook groups seeing people come together having meetings uh, you know it's it's just po- it's just energy and well, it's its, and, it's productive and, and tap that I mean channel it into
0: the 2016 2018 uh, election uh, we're going to have a superintendent of public instruction elected we're going to have a governor elected um, there is some belief that with the Trump phenomena on and his effect on Democratic turnout um, that the Democrats might have a chance to take over the Senate so there are things that you can ask people to do right now um, that would advance that cause the 20 the 2018 election is just months away yeah um so that that could be a source of energy i mean i it 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 would (laughs) generally be on behalf of candidates that i probably wouldn't prefer (laughs) compared to their opponents but i can understand it from their uh, position and it would be constructive and productive where I think a strike will not
1: be. Yeah, I think that's a great thing to keep just the, the reality of uh, organizing a successful strike and walking out does not automatically meet your demands. And there's, as much as I want to make more money, as much as I see the, uh, the cost for my, for my students and the educational experience that my, uh, that my students get, uh, and the, you know, the kind of the drain of the teachers of, of, of needing more resources, um, but the, the, the reality on the ground, you know, you can't do anything to, to change that reality.
0: Well, a, a, a 1% increase in the state sales tax, and we had a temporary 1% increase in the state sales tax from 2010 through 2012 would produce the money necessary to return K through 12 funding to pre-recession levels. Uh, a $10,000 raise for every teacher would cost about $500 million if you wanted to make all day and that's
1: kindergarten That's
0: about 20%. Um if you look at it, the... it would actually for the median be more than 20%. I mean that's 20% for someone making $50,000. Uh-huh. It's more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I and I use that as an illustration of what the money would produce. Mm-hmm. Um, you could make all day K a state grade paid for uh, primarily at the state. That's two hundred and forty million, and you'd still have two hundred and sixty million for other things. Um, so there is a politically realistic alternative that. Meets the funding demands um, uh, Keep
1: the eye on that prize and I want to mention a point that you brought up in your in your column today. You wrote a column about David Garcia and just his uh, almost like his strategy or like the tone that's that's being um, laid out by by the campaign and i've noticed. Uh, it, um, Elva Diaz also wrote wrote a column uh, similarly around Easter time saying uh, like title of her thing was like don't why are we demonizing Doug Ducey and and you you point out in your in your column that um, instead of just disagreeing with Doug Ducey and saying you're you're wrong on this and we we want to go a different way there there seems to be um, not just in campaigns, but almost in like the the overall rhetoric of the red for Ed sometimes is is demonizing and personally uh, attacking Doug Doug Ducey. Uh, so why I guess why do you think that's so hyper part? Why do you think that's the atmosphere? Is that just the political environment we live in that everyone that everyone does that or? Uh, it's where does in, that come from? Yeah, it's in part the political
0: environment and. In- and the extra servings of hyperbole and demagoguery that characterizes almost all political discourse on both sides of the uh, political fence. Uh, But there's also something more there, uh, and I confess that I don't fully understand it. Ducey won't increase taxes, um, but... Putting that aside, and it's worth noting that his Democratic opponent in 2014 also pledged not to increase taxes. So if you put that aside, within that restraint, Ducey's record on education is actually fairly strong. Uh, He was able to resolve the education inflation funding lawsuit and get more money into the schools. Uh, He is... Uh, increasing, starting to restore one of the most important discretionary sources of funding for district schools, additional uh, district assistance. Uh, He was ultimately the moving force that got, uh, which no one expected to occur, got the legislature by a two-thirds vote to approve extending Proposition 301 and removing the threat of the loss of those funds from the debate uh, yeah. over now increasing taxes to restore it. I as I've, as I've said, I can understand from this movement's standpoint and what they want to achieve. A Democratic governor would be better than Ducey being reelected. There's no question about that. So I can understand trying to achieve that result. But there is a a dislike uh, bordering and sometimes crossing the border into hatred towards uh, Ducey that I do not understand, um, both within this movement and outside it. Uh, It's something that I think the governor's campaign uh, is going to have to deal with they might very well end up capitalizing on it uh, i think there is a more than a distinct possibility that a prolonged teacher strike would end up electing ducey by a landslide without him having to work very hard at it
1: yeah and public opinion can can be turned off by that kind of stuff i was when the when the prop 123 which was a uh, a settlement of a lawsuit that increased the draw that Arizona makes from the land trust that's, that's set up when that a couple weeks ago, a lawsuit was brought up against it that was going to jeopardize. And that brought like what uh, hundreds of millions of dollars per year, extra yeah, roughly 300 million a year. And you can, you can interpret like, yeah, it's, it's money we should have had before, but it's money that was, that was going in there. And when the lawsuit came down that was going to jeopardize that, uh, the response of some of these, uh, you know, folks that are, you know, the, with the union or with the uh, with the red for red was like almost a gloating at Doug Ducey for like, hey, you screwed up, like almost like, and I'm thinking that's money that's going into my paycheck, you know, that's that's money that's going to my students. Why? Would, and it was a buy, it was voted on by the taxpayers. Uh, it was supported by education groups and business groups. Why are you almost gloating that that's going to fall apart? Um, just because you think Doug Ducey should should do more, so I, w- I mean I was turned off by that. But uh, um. it's it's more than a political disagreement.
0: You're you're correct. There's something there at a visceral emotional level um, that that I recognize as real. I recognize as a political phenomenon. I don't profess to understand it because it seems hugely out of place and disproportionate to Ducey's actual record in office, particularly given that even the Democratic candidate for governor in 2014 vowed not to increase taxes. It's hard to say, without increasing taxes, what more he could have done uh, for K-12 education. And Prop 123, the extension of Prop 301 replenishing the additional district assistance pot are big things and invaluable, important things. Still fall short of what's needed. And if you want to say we can blame Ducey because he does not have a plan to restore K-12 funding to pre-recession levels, I think that's fair. Um, that's a legitimate criticism um, but uh, to discount within the constraint of no tax increase what he's done and to say it's nothing just doesn't reflect reality yeah
1: yeah well I hope uh, I hope that we can all work together a little bit to to be constructive and kind of look at this uh, as people standing side by side saying we all need we all. I always go back to this. No one disagrees that we need to do more to to get more money into schools and to and to help uh, to help kids and to help education. So I hope we can um, focus on that more <clears throat> going forward. Our Mar- just like we predicted, Villanova won the championship and <laughs> our March Madness. Um, that was but, a heck of a game. <laughs> I
0: didn't watch any other game, but the championship game? Yeah, that was a really, really good basketball okay, was game. A kind of and, blowout by the end. And stellar individual performances. Yeah.
1: There's some uh El Fuego moments. Um very exciting. Individual I thought it was a little bit boring Final Four though, overall. Great tournament, but uh with the with the blowouts and there wasn't the same drama in the final four as there was. Uh in the rest of the tournament. Any predictions on how this situation will play out with, uh, with the teacher strikes? I, I
0: am not sunny and optimistic. Um, it seems to me that uh, the Red for Ed movement uh, is headed towards a strike. Uh, and I think it's going to be politically wounding Uh, if not catastrophic. I think the only thing that might head it off uh, is if the Oklahoma strike goes poorly, Mm -hmm. so that you have a counterpoint to the success or perceived success of what occurred in West Virginia. But other than that, I think we're headed for some real ugliness that will jeopardize the ability to put together the coalition Mm -hmm. uh that uh, could produce the results that are desired
1: well next week next wednesday there's a walk in first uh so uh that's that's the next plan But
0: but it's been described as a um test for an ultimate strike
1: so we'll see how it plays out in oklahoma we'll see how it uh um if there's any date set for uh for the proposed walkout um after the walk-in, uh, here in Arizona. Thanks everybody for listening. This is the political notebook podcast. We record every week and you can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcasting app.